Everybody to our special, and it is our superstar profile special. This episode, we will be going into Hulk Hogan Part One. There are a lot of things to talk about when it comes to Hulk Hogan, and uh, we're going to give it to you the only way we know how, and that is with Billy's insane memory. And this is where you're going to find out that Billy is a savant when it comes to uh, some people just call him an idiot, but some people say idiot savant. Uh, because of his memory, when it comes to all of this stuff, it's insane. Uh, I'm Cat Banning. You know me from the Lingus Mafia podcast. I am with your dirty sheets extraordinaire. That is Billy Body. Are we ready, Mr. Billy, to get to the greatest of all time, I think? Um, I really don't think it's like a question where now people go, oh, the greatest of all time, Cena, or is Flair the greatest? Flair is not because he was in WCW all those years, um, and that's not the big leagues. And then they say, is um, Stone Cold. That was too short of a run for me. It was hellacious and, you know, enormous. But Hogan? Fuck, everybody knows Hogan. He's a household name. Yeah. It's, first and foremost, um, this show was supposed to be uh, when, when you were sick. So, obviously, we, we couldn't get it done. So, this week, there's this show and The Informer. So we'll we'll be um, getting back on track with this one, and part two will come around pretty quickly to catch us up. But this is a free show, so you can kind of hear what we're going to do with it. Um, Hogan seemed like a good starting point, but as I said, it wasn't the initial starting point. We thought we'd do something different. Uh, we both are fans of Jake the Snake, but we were going to go there. Uh, we have done Hogan before on this type of show because we we pitched this idea to the um, well, I pitched this idea to the Steel Cage guys, and I did this with them. Uh, but it was around about the time where I was thinking about leaving because I just had enough of um, of Derek and his whiny bullshit. So we never did a a second one. So we're kind of starting again with this, but it's come about that this has become the one I wanted to start with because this week. MJF in AEW was asked why you think there is a mixed response towards Hulk Hogan. And he flat out labeled him as a racist and a terrible person. He and did. he did uh, then go on I to didn't say hear it. he Shit. did go Well he did. He said he said he's no doubt a legend. He said that there's a lot of legends in this business who are bad people. Now I I am not one of these people who believe that Hogan should be booed or criticized or anything for what he did in his own private life. I mean, first of all, on a completely unrelated topic to to wrestling, I just don't believe that this whole the, the, the race and skin color uh, go in go in hand in hand as much as people think. And this is this is easier for me to say as someone who's not white. There are certain stigmas that are attached to races, but some of them have justifications and, and some of them don't. For example, um, there's there's a stigma that Indian people are, are uh, Indian people smell bad, but actually the the stigma is is real, and that simply is a scientific fact because it comes from the fact that their diet is full of hot and spicy foods. If you eat hot and spicy foods, you sweat more. You sweat what you eat, and therefore you will smell 
of what you eat. And that is the smell that comes through. So when you turn around and go, you know, when people say, oh, Indian Indians are smelly, it may be offensive, but it's actually not based on the fact that they are brown or you saying that, oh, brown people stink, whatever. It's actually a scientific fact. If people turn around and say, oh, hey, like, watch out. There's a group of black people over there. Um, doesn't come down. It doesn't, it's, it's a, it is a way to describe who they are in terms of, it's an easy descriptive point. Oh, hey, look, they're darker than us. They're over there. They're black, right? But then with that comes the, the crime rate that far exceeds the population of black people um, wherever they live. The, the, the level of crime does not match the level of people. It is way, way higher then it should be based on the number of people walking around. This is a statistical fact. Everything is a statistical fact. It's not a case of, hey, you're black, you're ugly, you've got a big nose, you're black, you're you're you look like a big nosed Jew, like if you're Jewish. Look, like these are actual racist things. But to judge people based on the behaviors of their race, I don't think is is racist. Uh, because every behavior, every race has traits. They may be for you, they may not be for you, but I think to to mix racism with judging people for a skin color and judging people for a behavior or a statistical trend that is aligned with the race is not racism. And what Hulk Hogan did was was not racism in my eyes. And that's easy for, for me to say and almost more forgiving for me to say because I'm not white. If you said it, you get more shit for it, but I can say it. So, so I, I don't, I don't criticize Hulk Hogan for that because there are things out there that would suggest that you may may not necessarily want your daughter going out with a black guy. I mean, he 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 actually went on to identify the type of black guy that he wants her to to be with because a rich basketball player he would have been fine with, right? <laughs> Wasn't that it? Right, but I mean, I mean, but that that's very that's very specific. But I think what he was trying to say is, I don't want him to be with one of these unsuccessful ones or one of these like bums who are involved with these these crimes and, and whatnot, which is a possibility given the high percentage of crimes committed. And you know what the saying is as well, once you go black, you're a single mother. So <laughs> I was gonna say no, I thought that serious. was my only line because I, I knew a girl who actually said that once. <laughs> oh. oh I, I never heard it before. I, she I know. was the first person who said it, and I fucking fell over laughing because she was a single mother of a black kid. I was laughing. Oh, listen, I know a black girl that wanted to go, that went home with a black guy, and she wanted the. She said, um, "Give me the black experience." So he, so he stabbed her, and, so he stabbed her and took a purse. <laughs> oh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, I don't think Hogan would have gotten in trouble if he just said. I don't want her just dating a black guy. I'd rather have her date a black guy that was I should be in more trouble for I, I should be in, I should be in more trouble for what I said just then. But yeah, I mean <laughs> the the fact I, I you don't think he'd so you don't think he'd be in as much trouble if he'd said if he said it if that he hadn't way. Said that. If he didn't say the big N, yes. I don't think it would have been even close to his fucking big people would have had a fucking heart attack still, just because. Um Eve said, oh, she can't be with a regular black guy. He's got to be a rich black guy. It would have just made it sound um, elitist more than racist if it was, I, I don't want her to be with a, a, a black guy without money. I'd rather her be with a black guy who was in the NBA and had money. Then it just sounds so Is it racist for me to turn around and go, I don't want my son to be with a black woman if he's going to, but I don't want I don't want my son to be with a black woman unless, he's, unless she's Beyonce. Um... 
See, that's a that's a whole different thing. I wonder because <laughs> I think it. I think that just goes more about oh, you're only. It's only okay if they're rich and successful, not just if she loves the guy. That's that's where that I think would come from. It would be oh, she can't just love a regular fucking guy. If he's rich though, then it's okay. Um, but because the thing is, if he said the same thing about white, be like, well, I don't want him her to be with a fucking uh, you know a gas station attendant. If, but it is, if she was with a rich white it, guy, then it's different. Then people but would I just do feel it's unfair on I do feel I do feel it's unfair on white people because an Asian an Asian can easily turn around and say that oh I want my daughter to be with a brown person, especially because they have that religion that they can host they can go to. They can go, oh I want my oh I want my I'm a Muslim and I want my daughter to marry Muslim. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. They no racism attached to it. If black people say, Oh yeah, I want my uh, I want to keep it black because I want to keep the bloodline like yeah. I want to keep it all keep the blood black, nobody would say shit. They'd be like, Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're black, you want to keep the keep, keep it all black. It's white people that get the shit. It's white people that can't say anything. Yeah, no, it's white people no, that can't the, it's the world has flipped no. on the whites. <laughs> Before they were allowed to say everything, yeah. now they can't. Because if if a white said the same thing, like you were just saying, a black could say about you know bloodline being pure. If they said, yeah, we, I want my bloodline white. <laughs> Fuck the world would fucking end. So it'd be the same. It'd be the same thing. Um, let's but actually get into Hogan's like, career, shall we? <laughs> but this is the thing. This is this is this is like the automatic like debate that you have to now have at the top because you have to decide if this part that we have to start with um we, and we'll get back to it when we get to that um that 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 part of it as we're going to run chronologically but we have to almost put it at the top because a is why we're doing the show and why we're putting them first and b you have to decide if what we just talked about does in some way erase what we are about to talk about and and I don't think it does because the thing that will become clear on on this show alone is that yes, there was, then there will be coming up a Steve Austin, um, who massively successful and got the WWE back up from the dead. Uh, then there was a Rock who was alongside Steve Austin and went and absolutely killed it in Hollywood and, and still is. But so there can be arguments for both of those two being the being the number one instead of Hogan. You can also make a case for The Undertaker because he had the long, long run. If you're turning around and saying, Jesus, who else fucking wrestled for 31 mm -hmm. years? Um, that would only be Undertaker. And on top as well. He was never like outside of the top five. A permanent yeah. top five guy, but I think damaged by not being Ever, ever being number one. I, I don't think he was. Uh, I, I don't think there's any case for Sean, no case for Brett, no case for Savage, no case for Andre, even though people will try and tell you there is, no case for Piper, no case for Bruno Sammartino, and, and no case for John Cena either. I, I think, yeah, John Cena was great in terms of getting WWE from one era to another, and people almost... The, the lack of the drop-off when it did actually become PG was was a testament to him. Uh, there was more of a drop-off when when he wasn't there, uh, when when it was still trying to be PG. But I, I think Cena is great, but I don't think he's I don't think he's number one. I think for me, it's a three-person conversation only for three different, completely different things. Um, did was it harder to save wrestling after it, after we you know it died a little bit, and the fact that they won the Monday Night Wars because of Austin? Was that the biggest thing? Was Hogan um, 
sort of laying the foundations of it? Or is it the fact that The Rock is ultimately the biggest star in the history of wrestling? Like, what one is it? I think it comes down to three. What, what do you think? Uh, I'm going with, I, I see, I don't see Rock in there at all. I, I see it pretty much a two-man race with Austin and Hogan. Like, Hogan and... Well, I think Rock, just because of the... I think just because of the criteria, if you said to me, who's the biggest wrestler of all time, it would be The Rock. Because he because he's the answer to that question, because that that is the official answer to that question, it, it puts him in... I, I, he, don't get me wrong, he's not my number one. Yeah. It is it, Mine is Hogan. But but I just think that it, it has to be... He has to be in the shortlist. He but has see, to be in a conversation. Biggest because biggest wrestler, you're like... Is it outside that world? It does it expand from biggest wrestler and then then some? You know what I mean? Um, and I could see where you're coming from with that. Uh, the but even now, who moves the who moves the needle? Who who can you advertise this week to be on SmackDown? And you may get to four million because oh, Austin yeah. or Hogan ain't getting you to four no, million. It no. is only rock. It's only rock. yeah. You're getting you're getting wrestling fans for. Hogan and, and Austin. You're getting wrestling fans and anyone entertainment from Rock, for sure. Um, and hell, he might be president of the United States one day, too. <laughs> if he wants to ruin his life, he'll run for president. Uh, for, for me, for me, it is Hogan because you don't, it doesn't, you don't even get Rock and Austin without him. And the form mm -hmm. of wrestling that we have in terms of getting rid of, getting away from that to territorial thing and and just aligning with MTV and whatnot and everything that we did, we did it under the face of Hulk Hogan. Now, some people will say, well, Vince could have picked anybody and done that. It was more Vince than than Hogan at, at this point. When, we, when we're going into WrestleMania 1, Mr. T was so hot that you could have put him alongside anybody. You could have done it with Macho Man. You could have done Mr. Wonderful as a baby face instead of a heel. You could have picked anybody to do it. Um, and it would have been, and it would have been See, successful. I don't um, know if I I agree with that. Vince could have done it with anybody because no. And this is what I'm going to ask you. Do you do you do you agree? And and how significant do you think it was in terms of him seeing Thunderlips and going, "That's the guy." Like Thunderlips, I want Thunderlips. I'm going to bring him in as as uh, Thunderlips is Hulk Hogan. That's what I want. That's the that's the vision. That because it's Vince's vision. Vince. Vince Senior didn't didn't create Hulk Hogan. It was Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon identified that that Thunderlips that Thunderlips look from from Rocky and mm -hmm. put him on and wanted him to start. So, so, so how much do you think it needed to be Hogan because of Thunderlips or not because of Thunderlips or just because of look and charisma, or do, do you think it was a case of this is my idea, this is Vince McMahon's idea, and all I need is somebody to carry it off? I think a lot of it is right off the bat just looks. Um, you have to have the look, obviously, and Hogan being the size that he was. Um, and I mean, the charisma is is so enormous where we've seen guys that have a look, but it doesn't matter if they cannot, you know, schmooze the crowd. And I mean, the guy in front of the crowd is insane, you know, feeding off of it and doing, you know, and not even just the hand to the ear thing and stuff like that, but feeding off of the crowd and knowing how to play with them. And even just as promos, as stupid as they were or anything, it was still, he could talk on the mic like you were never worried about uh, a stumble on the microphone or anything like that. Um, being how tall he is, um, being as, 
you know, built as he was and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of it goes into, I think, his showmanship. And I don't think like you was could there, do that with But was Mr. there a correlation? Watson. But was there a correlation? Because you, do you remember, you were still young too, mm-hmm. then, but do you remember there being a correlation between people saying, oh my God, that's, that's Thunderlips. Like Thunderlips works here now. Or was that not really a, a thing? That wasn't a thing for, I, that is, I was pretty young for that still. And also that there is no, um, like nowadays you would know from online and there's, there's a lot more outlets for it. Um, then I don't remember like if I'm watching with my father and he goes, Oh, that's the guy from Rocky. I don't remember that ever being said, which is where you would hear Mm -hmm. it. Like older people would be like, Oh, look who it is. You know? Um, so that was never, that's what what I'd like to get that rather than, yeah, you can have as much knowledge about what he did and whatnot as as you can, but you can't put yourself in the in the era and see what the answer to that question is. Yeah, so it was like, and the thing is, he was Mister Bad Guy and everything when he first came in, right? And they were trying to, you know, do things like For the that. First was, run, yeah, yeah, with Freddie Blassie and everything, and that's kind of not where I ever saw him. It it was him and Mr. T and that's where it first came out was WrestleMania one. And he was larger than life. And he was just, you know, he's Babe Ruth. He's the Superman. Um, and like I'm saying, like, we're, didn't they say, Oh, uh, hacksaw was going to be the next Hogan. And then he got caught, you know, smoking with the chic and all that kind of stuff. I don't see, I can't imagine if they did that push to hacksaw or did that push to Mr. Wonderful who had the body that it resonates like this and it's all from personality. I think they could have pushed like a crazy person because I think they have in the past pushed um, people. They pushed Lex Luger a different time, um, you know, 10 years later than when, you know, Hulkamania stuff, but it's, it's, so it's not crazy out of the way. It's not like it started now compared to 85 or something. Um, But didn't resonate with Lex and they went, I mean, they did everything possible. Mr. USA, they did exactly the same thing. And it was, it's just not the same because I think of personality. How much credit then do you give to Mr. T in terms of putting him out there at that time? I think I've read, um, and I was very young, but I've gone to, I mean, I thought obviously would have thought this anyway, because I I watched the A team, Mm -hmm. but I did not, know how successful a team was i just oh. it was just a program that i in the uk um and i watched it late as well like i didn't get the first few seasons or whatever but i started to watch it when i was about five six years old but uh, you know in the in 83 84 mr mm-hmm. t was the most famous person on television so you align hogan with the most famous person in television going to
training with you. I never knew what it was like, brother. I never knew how heavy you could get in the combat zone. But when you taught me about kicking, punching, and especially that guerrilla warfare, That's I right, think man. we're ready, dude. Okay, hold no, no holes barred, man. Uh, no wrestling dirty. holes, man. No dirty. You got me strong, man, for lifting that iron, man, and I'm ready. I'm gonna use everything you taught me, man, you know. And I want you to use everything I've been telling you. Play dirty. Elbows, knees. Anyway, we don't there anything, man, because they want to get dirty. I ain't forgotten, man. We've been training for six weeks, man. And we ready now, man. All these people, they want, they want, they want to see us get down, man. They want it. You know, it's just like the shot town where you're from, brother. New York City. These are survivors. We're survivors. And the thing is, T, that guerrilla warfare, we gotta remember, man. That's right, man. We're staying home. Dad attack That's your main code. Dad attack You taught me, brother. That's right, man. You taught me to That's stay right. hungry. Nothing, stay man. Hungry. You know, I remember what they did to me, man. Took them in the back and whatnot. I mean, when they when they slapped Sydney and whatnot, I ain't forgotten that, man. You know, but it goes far than that. I'll never forget the sight I saw down on my back. Mr. T up there directing traffic. They were running like cowards, brother. That's right, man, because you're no. my buddy. I don't believe nobody can stop us, man. You know now. That's right. We're going to do it, man. We're going to do it. 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 We're going
Everybody's going to be hollering. Women, children, everybody, all your fans all across the world, in theaters and whatnot. And we can't disappoint them. One thing, they want to see it. I'm going to look into your eyes. You look into mine. That's right, man. We're going to be ready. That's right, man. I'm ready. You're ready. Really got out of it from each other, like very equally. Um, I watched A Team, and Mr. T was, you know, that cartoon character. He was, you know, the the superhero type of character. You know, B A Baracus, and he's, you know, strong throwing well, everybody. All that. Mr. T, Mr. T doesn't play in the NBA, but you think Hogan would let Brooke <laughs> fuck him? Mm, I don't know, because T stands for tender when it comes to the women, but for men, it stands for tough. <laughs> This was the T would tell you, uh, or or would Isn't this, this is the time as well where T's, where T was doing all the love your mother stuff too. Yes, this is the. I mean, this is the height of Mr. T. It was you know they. I think when Mr. T's agents see you know all the things you could cash in on, they didn't turn anything down. They said, "Hey, somebody wrote a, a saw a rap for you. Do you want to do that? How much does it pay? Sure." And it was everything because wasn't he? Um, was he a bodyguard originally? Is that where he came from? I think so. Yeah. And I think somebody found the bodyguard, yeah. And I thought he, I, I don't know if I just get confused with, you know, obviously with Rocky again. Um, did he box at all? He might have. Um, very, you know, on a <laughs> yeah. lower level. I think maybe an amateur boxer or yeah. something, yeah. But you don't think it's, you don't think it's wild that, like, I'm over here. And this is before the internet or anything. And I'm, I live in over here and I'm leaving my school and outside my school, there's an ice cream van and I'm getting the Mr. T, a cola lolly, the cola lolly, like at six years old, like in this country. No, nah, I mean, I think, you know, celebrity is celebrity. And if there's, I mean, nowadays I know that like we got different TV shows that are, you know, your side over there popular that we don't even know about and vice versa other than. One of my favorites, Faulty Towers, that I watched. Because um, I love John Cleese. He's one of my favorites. Uh, but <sighs> Mr. T was just one of those. I mean, he's if Mr. T doesn't have the mohawk and doesn't have the fucking jewelry, is he who he is? I don't think he is. I think he's very much a character. No. But it's a but that that's that's Mr. T's creation, Mr. Whatever his real name is. But that Mr. T's created that character, so that was that was the whole point of it. Which came I think first? I, I, was he in wrestling before Rocky? What year is Rocky well, three? Well, Rocky three is eighty three, which is prior to eighteen. Okay, I think I don't know. I think. I'm I'm having a look now because I don't know what I think I'm, I have a feeling the A team started in uh, in eighty two. Because then I'm wondering, does he get the Rocky part after being in like WrestleMania and stuff? Because didn't like Balboa, no, 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 Balboa no. Stallone wasn't he friends with Hogan? So he would no, have he, been knowing he, um, that. Rocky's in eighty two. Rocky three is in eighty two. No, Rocky three's in eighty two, yeah. Okay. WrestleMania's in eighty five. Is in eighty what? The eighteen in eighty five. The A team's in eighty three. He got the A team after Rocky to after Rocky three. Okay. He did so he did the he did the film mm -hmm. and then he did the TV show. Uh prior to Rocky Three, he had only been an extra in the Blues Brothers. 
Wow. In 1980. No kidding. And I remember he did DC and, Cab. Well, he was on a television show, um, and he was in an episode. He was in 1981. So he's an extra in a Blues Brothers, and in '81 he was actually featured in an episode of America's Best Bounce, America's Best Bouncer, in, oh, no in, a, in a show called in a show called Games People Play, and the episode was called America's Best Bouncer, and I think that's where Sly found him. Hmm. And see, this goes to where Vince is genius because, much like Vince tries to get the hottest person that's mainstream and bring him in, like Tyson. And stuff like that, and it's like brings more eyes over. It's you know the big time fame guys. So the hot, you know, hot ticket of the day was uh, Mr. T. So I don't remember how Mr. T got with Hogan. Did Hogan just say, "Well, I got myself a partner that's going to be better than what you have, Mr. Wonderful, or whatever," you know? And he come out on Piper's Pit. Is that what happened? I think I think there was an angle. On, I think there was a wrestling classic show. I think there was a show called Wrestling Classic. And I think there was something set up on MTV, the war to settle the score, um, which I think didn't have a finish because Piper never wanted to get pinned by Hogan, which is another weird mm-hmm. thing at the start of Hogan's career where everything, the main opponent is is Piper because Mr. Wonderful's taking the losses and everybody else is taking the losses. And, and actually very early on in his career, it would be very much a case of, bringing people in from AWA or, or other places and they would strike it rich. You work with Hogan, you do two months on the house shows. You'd actually, so this is the, this is what some of the stuff I know now and didn't really touch on the steel cage. Hogan would lose all of the time. So they would go to New York and they would go to Chicago and they would go to Los Angeles, the big house shows. And he would lose in New York by count out. And then he'd come back the next month and he'd lose by disqualification. And then he would come back and they would do no rules or they'd do it in a cage or something like that. And Mm. then Hogan would win. So they would get three-month programs which were not on television, just on house show circuits. So he would do the garden and take losses there for two months. Uh, So if he lost in May, lost in June, and come back and win in July. I, I did not know that's how they would they would they had these sort of mini storylines in all of these towns or these these major cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they would uh, do that whole traveling thing, and that was the the back in the territory days. So you would never know what was going on, and <laughs> you would you would never know that like down the block it was the same exact match you watched, you know, uh, going throughout the territory. Well, same exact match for most people. I mean, there were there were guys like Flair and I mean Hogan talks about he talks about Flair, but he also talks about himself. Um but Hogan this is the other thing that we'll talk about as we run through this. There's Hogan's become quite synonymous with exaggerations. Um <laughs> yeah, so, a recent so I would times, say. Yeah. But like but one of the things he said um that Ric Flair was known for, that he was known for with Ric Flair, and he, he he liked it with other people as well, where, where he didn't lay out any matches. He liked going out there with mm-hmm. guys and just calling a lie and all that. But it seems like that's become a thing where everybody wants to pretend that they did that. It's like it's like a new cool thing in the last decade where people just said, oh, I just call it in the ring. That's that's what it's called. Yeah, and like it was they, a And everybody off. likes to... <laughs> 
Yeah, but I mean, but everybody likes to likes to make out that they that they did it. That that's how they worked. That they were so in tune that they that they all called it in the ring. Um, he actually beat Iron Sheik before WrestleMania, before all this that we're talking about. He comes in, replaces Backlund. Um, this is Vince's vision. Comes in, beats Iron Sheik. He's already um, a year into the title reign now. Before we get WrestleMania, um, but then WrestleMania is successful. Um, and, and then we and then we get it the following year. I don't know if you knew this, but Marvel challenged WWE mm. to the Hulk name. Um, they said that it was similar to the Incredible Hulk. It led to a quick something called a quick claim deal between uh, Titan Sports and Marvel Comics, comics where Marvel obtained trademarks to Hulk Hogan. Hulk's done Hulkamania for twenty years, and um, Titan, as an agreement to carry on using it, had to take the word incredible off because he was um, he was the incredible Hulk Hogan for yeah. a while. They got rid of that. They also could never address him as Hulk. Um, Marvel subsequently received 0.9% of reportable gross merchandise revenue associated with Hogan and $100 for each of his matches and 10% of Titan's portion of his other earnings under this name. Jeez. So I don't know what that would have amounted to. Zero point nine percent of um, gross merchandise isn't isn't a lot. Um, but yeah, this this extended through to um, to WCW by the time he went there as well because it's a twenty year deal that WWE had with 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 him. You wonder how he got to about- keep his name. Like, how did he? How is he the one that got to be able to? Uh, like was it given to him because you know he didn't go through all the court proceedings for our, for like licensing the name. Well, the WWE never owned it either, so Marvel always owned it for twenty years, and they were borrowing it to the WWE for that deal. Mm-hmm. So once he left, the deal was relicensed to WCW, who actually ended up paying one percent more. Um, it was increased to ten percent of earnings. Um, and it said it, it says here it, it extended to Turner Broadcasting System, which merged with Time Warner in '96 and became sister companies. And uh, yeah, that that it just continued on. And didn't Vince say like, well, he's going to be for the Irish, Bruno's for the Italians. Who else was that? What was the other people he mentioned? Because he was like, this one's for the Italians. You're going to be for the Irish because of Hogan. And um, I forget who the other people he mentioned was in there. Um, he might have done, uh, I don't know, Baba or something for the Japanese. I don't know. I don't remember this. I don't remember anything yeah, they about said, this. They were like, you're going to be the Irish for the Irish. And I laugh because isn't Hogan like actually Italian? <laughs> um, but it was like, yeah, Bruno is for the Italians. He has that whole thing. So we need somebody for the Irish people and, you know, McMahon. So... You know, that's why he, he made him an Irish. Well, as, we, as we're getting through the, the beginning parts of his career, some some stats here that to, to sort of give out to kind of sort of add more weight as to why he would be the greatest and why he's kind of the foundation of 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 the, of the wrestling industry for everyone else. Um, he was the most requested celebrity of the 1980s, the entire 1980s, by the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm. Um, he was on the Tonight Show 
He had his own CBS Saturday morning cartoon show, Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestling. Um, he headlined seven of the first eight WrestleManias, which everybody knows. He co-hosted Saturday Night's main event, uh, sorry, Saturday Night Live on I, I the have on 30th video, of March. I have it on videotape, for God's sake. Uh, AT&T reported that the 900 number information line that ran while he was in the WWE, WWF, was the biggest 900 number in history from 1991 to 1993. Jesus. And that's why w, that's the only reason why WCW ran a 900 number. You know... So, yeah, the, these are all stats that are attached to him. My buddy stayed the night at my house and called that 909 multiple times, and, like, my parents were, like, yelling at me about it. And I'm like, I swear to God, I never called it. And I found out that he did. I'm like, you motherfucker. It was one of those you were... You had to be press certain numbers during a match and then um, to try to win. And if you didn't, like, someone would come to the ring to to save you or something like that and you'd lose. Um, you'd try to win money or something like that. But I never ended up getting a call. So I want to get to Mega Powers and draw a line under this first part. But I also want to, I want to get in WrestleMania 3. And then start with the the mega power storyline. But it's interesting because we're now in the midst of Roman's run, mm. where a lot of people are now ready for it to be done. Hogan at this point is in the midst of, of a run that, that's longer. So he's had it a year before WrestleMania. So WrestleMania actually represents the start of year two. He defends the the title against Bundy in a WrestleMania that was attempted. Um, where they where they tried to run it in three cities with three different main events, which Vince has said is not successful. And then at WrestleMania three, they just decide to do a stadium. Now, if you've ever seen any documentary attached to this, they say, "Oh, Vince is crazy. Vince is a lunatic. How are we going to do this? We're never going to sell out this building." And they always go down, "Oh, this is WrestleMania one, make or break. WrestleMania three, make or break." So yeah, that this is this is pretty much the narrative. But they decide to go with Hulk Hogan. They decide to turn Andre heel. They, they say that Andre's been undefeated for 15 years. They say that they're, they're best friends. They pretend they've never wrestled before, so they ignore everything <laughs> that actually happened in the WWF, which is easier to do when you have no internet. You could never do that now because some loser would just pull it up and there'd be clips everywhere. So back yeah. then, this was this was something that you could do. They, they had multiple matches. Andre won all of them, I believe, um, when he was a baby face. But mm -hmm. they go the opposite way around now. They attach Heenan to, to Andre. Um, Andre can barely move at this point, but he is the most credible opponent. But what do you think? Like, I, I, I'm only looking at this in, in, in terms of something that happened in, in history. Even when I'm watching this, it's history because I didn't start watching wrestling until 1990, 1991. So I'm only catching with catching up with this historically. Mm -hmm. I am trying to get more of a feel for always what the reaction was at the time. Was Hogan and Andre that big? Obviously it was because it sold out mm -hmm. the, the, the Silver Dome and it was a huge success on closed circuit and whatnot. But were people ready for Hogan to be done at this point the way certain people are towards Roman? Or was it the fact that there was such little visual, such little less, such, such little, um, compared to now at least, you didn't see Hogan as much. So mm -hmm. it didn't feel like three years because he would pop on Wrestling Challenge, you know, twice a month yeah. or Superstars or 
primetime wrestling or whatever they had at the time. So it didn't feel like three years and you, you hadn't seen Hogan beat every opponent and it wasn't difficult to bring in a Kamala or, 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 or turn wonderful or, or put him back with Piper or, or, or Adrian Adonis or whatever, or Bundy again or whatever they were doing. It all, it all was fine because you hadn't exhausted anything. You didn't have 12 pay-per-views. In fact, by the time the Andre match happened, you still only had the one pay-per-view. Survivor Series is only about to start after the Andre match in 87. So when Mania 3 is about to go down, I do remember the the big deal of it and watching it. It was for me, it was watching superstars um, and or videotapes only because I wouldn't be able to watch that because um, there wasn't really pay-per-view. It was, like you said, closed circuit, and I'm a bit too young at that point to be able to even say, hey, we need to go find this, and where can we go? You just don't. Um, you would sit there, and every week, because you would not know the way we do now, when is this videotape coming out? And so you would end up getting the results of what happened uh, before you ever saw it, but you would still be, as a kid, you're dying for that night that you're going to be able to watch WrestleMania. And it was two tapes, too. Um, it was that double tape deck that you would uh, do. And you'd be like, double tape deck, yeah. Mm -hmm. Double tape deck. But was the purple design um, a, a, a European thing or was that American as well? Did you have a purple, like the purple lightning box? No, all I remember was the box, and I believe that it was like um, I remember the picture of like Andre bear hugging Hogan. Um, oh, we didn't have. Yeah, it was like that. Um, other than I think maybe on one because it was like you know two sides, and or and you open it up maybe then there's the uh, you know the matches inside of it uh, when you open it up like it's a book. Um, and then like WrestleMania three logo, that was about it. Um, but you would I'll show you what ours, you want to see what ours, yeah. ours look like. Yeah. So also when you, we, when you're talking about purple the, design. well, you're talking about like, uh, were we sick of it too? Um, at that time of age. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, nah, I don't remember the, um, I, I remember this kind of logo, but no, um, they didn't have that. Um, so the with Hogan always having the belt, it it was it's a simpler time too, where there is no phones to be bored, right? So there wasn't the oh this guy again. I never heard that from anybody ever. I didn't hear that. I don't think up until um, up until Warrior um, when he was going against him, right? Oh yeah, I do remember that. Right, people were done. Picture, yeah. People were done for Warriors. People were ready for Warriors to yes. win. Yeah, people were getting sick of Hogan at that point. Um, before that, though, it was still fresh. It's still there's only three WrestleManias, and like you said, you didn't see Hogan ever. It was extremely. If anything, you would see him on um, superstars just doing the Mean Gene interview. That was it. So it wasn't like you ever saw him have a match and you would crave Saturday Night Main Events to come on. And that was like, oh, my God, Saturday Night Main Event is on this week. And you would, like, be out of your mind. You couldn't fucking wait um, just to get a taste of wrestling. That's that's where I'm like, I wish it was nowadays to where 
you you yearn to get it. Now it's like fuck another show. You know, you're ready to kill yourself. It was a simpler time. Um, so yeah, Hogan was you know he was the superhero, and it was he was never like my guy. And it wasn't like, oh, Hulk Hogan's coming on because, you know, I became a giant Mr. Perfect guy. So I was always against Hogan for the most part uh, later on. Um, but, yeah, so it, it wasn't a um, you were looking forward to seeing that match. I don't recall in my head, though, if there was any thoughts of, oh, I wonder if he's going to lose this. I don't recall ever thinking that. Um or if I was just like, I just couldn't wait to watch, you know, wrestling, period. Do you know the reasoning, just a little off topic, but I don't know where else we're going to talk about it. Do you know the reasoning why video cassettes used to be fifty four ninety nine and thirty nine ninety nine? No, I, I, I... Oh, do I? Neither. I thought you were going to give I, me an I, answer. <laughs> well, I, I saw something about it on a documentary called The Last Blockbuster, uh -huh. which is the last blockbuster video that's open in I Oregon. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they were saying that before blockbusters, uh, video stores, that things were priced up, so only the video stores mm -hmm. could have them. Because if you didn't want to, because unless you were a video store, they did not bucks. want you to have the videos. So yeah. they said, hey, well, you want the fucking video and watch it over and over again, it's 80 bucks. And the reason they did that was because it would mean that you were taking um, rentals away from the video store because you could now watch it with eight people mm. and those eight people would not be um, paying the video store for the higher fee. So they said that this was done with it, this was done with an agreement with the video stores by the um, by originally by the movie companies. And obviously people like the WWE followed suit because WWE obviously had their own individual deals with the video stores as well. And the agreement was, is that we're going to make these really expensive. We're going to charge the public the same price as the video stores because the video stores is where we're going to make the most money because there obviously was some sort of deal there where they sold it. They gave it to the video stores for free and the, and the companies probably got a cut of the, um, of the hires or whatnot. I don't know exactly what it was, but generally I do know that the reason it was done like this was to discourage people to actually buy it and to go and rent it because there was bigger money to be made from the video stores the as opposed thing, to per actually purchase. I, I would I would always want a movie of certain kind, right? And it was, oh, it's $100 for a movie. You're like, what the fuck? It was very odd until it was like a special, oh, for Disney, this one's $20. Everyone could buy it. Um, but I would just take the damn tape and I would dub it. Once you got two VCRs, it was on. I made my own copies left and right. Yeah, no, I, I do. I remember that. Yeah. I, don't, I never did it, but I remember that that, that that was something that could be done, yeah. Totally. So, okay, um, on from, I mean, I think this WrestleMania 3, you know, it, that I think changed things. The The enormity of that. And, and what's funny is, if you look like you said, like uh, Andre's on his last legs, right? And we know Vince said, give me this one last thing, make it to mania. So, I mean, do you realize how much longer fucking Andre kept on going? It's quite a while. Quite a while, but in a different capacity. Like in he a, got into in the tag, tag and stuff. Yeah, but I'm like, 
he was going. It wasn't. It wasn't like he was done. He he kept on because I mean the next year he's still, you know, doing the you know with the with DiBiase and it's his best work he's ever done when you know it was him and the you know the 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 ref who changed his face and all that kind of stuff. Well, the best work who did Hogan? Or um, I think uh, Andre. It's I think it's better. Andre is this part of Andre is what I remember Andre. Um, I probably was too young to know, you know, good guy Andre. Like it it didn't I I just think good guy Andre was more of a spectacle and he was just, you know, oh look, it's Andre and he would win and who cares? But bad guy Andre with the singlet is what you remember. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. My man is here. I'm impressed and I don't impress easy. Now, for this discussion, may I present 15 years undefeated. Eighth wonder of the world, seven foot four, five hundred pounds, Andre. Whoa, the giant! Wait, what's going on here? Hold on, man. What are you doing with him? You guys aren't together. Come on, man. Andre, what are you doing here with Heenan? What's going on? Andre, listen, man. You can't be here with him. Don't you know what Heenan's done to me? To these people out here since you've been gone? It can't be so. Andre, listen to me. Day one, man, when I set my eyes on you, brother, you're the reason I got in professional wrestling. You were like a god to me, a role model. You can't be here with him, man. You're the one that took me all the way from nothing to the world's title. Andre, you can't be with him, man. No, no, wait one minute. You're the one that taught me, man, about respect for the fans, about helping the kids. You're the one that taught me about good sportsmanship. You set the, the mold for me to follow, man. What are you doing here with him? I'll tell you what he's doing here with me. He's sick and tired of you and what you stand for. Let me tell you something, Hogan. You're the one that for three years as world champion, Use this man. You're also the vermin that made this man. I can't tell you what I think about. You used him. They gave him a trophy. But no, that wasn't good enough. It was a littler trophy than yours. But you had to walk out and steal that moment. You're so jealous of this man, you can't stand it. He, oh, this is the man for 15 years that is undefeated. But did you ever once? No, man, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. When I won the world title, he poured champagne over my head. It was like a bond of friendship. You're wrong, Ian. Did you ever once, once in your life, offer him a championship match? You laughed behind his back. No, Andre, listen, it's not happening. Tell me it's not so, man. Even though you came out here with him, you don't have to leave with him. It's not happening. Thank you, handsome my shoulders. One more thing to say to you, Hogan. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one reason, to challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no, it's not happening. Good friend, 
We're friends, Andre, please. You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. What are you doing, man? You can't leave like this, man. What are you doing, Andre? You can't my cross the shirt. What's wrong with him, man? You can't leave like this. You're bleeding. It's not how Andre, come back, man. You don't have to leave like this. What no, is he no, doing? No. You're bleeding. What's come? Come. Andre. Come on. I mean, it's yeah, it's that, same for me, because because bad guy Andre is the one who got the action figure, and bad guy Andre is the one who is in the video game. And I remember the WrestleFest game, and you got to fight Andre and DiBiase at the end. And yeah, on, on this, this obviously once WWF became this big thing under the rock and wrestling era. The special attraction Andre then becomes this this heel, and he's aligned with Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan is obviously the, the number one star. So everything that predates this is simply the WWE existing as this territorial company that obviously is successful enough to turn a profit, but it's not on the world stage. The world version of Andre is the black singlet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, prior to that, but but even looking back prior to that to obviously give him his fair due, um, you have to look back at the what what, the, what he did before. And I, I don't look at that body of work and say that there's anything spectacular there. There is just the special attraction stuff. Andre's obviously a huge guy. He went out there, won matches, won battle royals. But it's interesting because when you look, if you if you dumped someone more athletic in there, like a Paul White or a Kane yeah. or a... Um, not Taker. necessarily... Undertake, yeah, maybe Undertake, yeah, but they, I mean, they don't have the size of Andre in terms of being wide as wide, well. Yeah. I, I think really, yeah, I think when you're looking more so at um, at Big Show, I think would be mm-hmm. would be the one who's the who's the closest comparison. Although you know, a lot of stuff you hear about Andre is that he wasn't as big as that, and a lot of it was done for him when he's interviewed with Vince. He would be standing on boxes and whatnot. And I don't want to make it an, an Andre show, but obviously he's a big guy. But would could that have been the same had you shoehorned somebody in? And also, when you're looking at the way big men were booked moving forward, once it was a case of you had Bundy, and then later on you had um, Yokozuna, Mabel, uh, Big Show, um, they they didn't get that preferential treatment. They were not as unbeatable as Andre was. It wasn't just. It wasn't just. At some point, it changed where, okay, you're huge, you don't lose. Um, that was definitely not the case because around about somewhere in the 2000s, these being big just wasn't good enough to, you know, there was a lot of guys who were very, very comparable to Andre, like Mabel, Yokozuna, um, Bundy. Uh, they were all compars- They were all comparable to Andre. He didn't seem as, he certainly wasn't the eighth wonder in the world anymore which is what maybe he was back at at the time and that was fitting but he if you look at the uh over the over the course of time 
and you put a picture of Andre up against Big Show and all these other guys, you wouldn't say it doesn't seem as spectacular anymore because they've had loads of people come through the door who have been huge. Yeah. But the undefeated stuff stopped. So I'm I'm basically wondering if he had been not booked so strongly, um, would we even be talking about Andre? And then would he still have been the contender for for Hulk Hogan at, at WrestleMania three? Oh, I wonder where it would go if it wasn't Andre. Because the thing is, Hogan was always booked with the big guys. You know, I mean, Piper was the smallest of all, all the people that he, I think he was ever fucking booked with. Um, macho Man to another. But, but the turn, what it works with Andre because there's two things: he didn't lose, mm-hmm. so he's credible, and he didn't, and he wasn't, and he was never bad. Because he was the good guy attraction. So there's two things. Now he's bad, and then he lost. So there were two massive things that you did. Without that booking prior to that, had he been booked as a modern-day big man, had he been booked the way the Big Show was, because the Big Show came in, he lost his first match. If you remember, the Big Show worked against Steve Austin six days before WrestleMania 15 and lost. See, I would just remember that. Yeah, I'm sure I can find it on YouTube somewhere. Jesus, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it was just a different it was just a different time. They they had this guy in, and they just thought, wow, we 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 will, we will never beat him, which which massively aided um, the credibility of this match. So after the the whole thing with Andre is done. Well, it's Mania that's done, but it's not done with Andre. No. Because we get, I think, I think the best storyline, like when we were talking about greatest storylines ever and stuff like that, I, this is so far up there for me. And didn't I forget it? <laughs> I forgot it. And it was like one of my favorites ever um, is what we were just talking about where Andre gets a rematch on Saturday night main event, but it's the main event on a Friday, I think. And um, that it's the the dual referees, the twin refs that we don't know that they're twins. And uh, Andre, quote-unquote, wins the title for the first time from Hogan. So this is Hogan loses the title. This is how Hogan actually loses his title for the first time um, since getting it off Sheik, right? It is. And this this kind of then, what I like about this, one of the things I like about this is, is well, not the only thing I like about this, because obviously it's a very creative story. It's a very creative way to get the belt off him. He's going off to do movies. Um, Savage has been chosen as the guy, but it's the it's the transition. It's like Hogan loses, and it bleeds into Savage winning because DiBiase's in the final, and DiBiase's linked to Andre, and Andre sells the belt to DiBiase, but then DiBiase loses the final to, to Savage, and then there's a whole new story arc. But the arcs still bleed, so it's not like a flat, okay, the championship's going over here. Now Hogan's not associated to it at all. There's the DBRC and Savage feud, and there's Hogan's going to carry on having matches with Andre. That's not what they did. Everything sort of bled together. They kept it together, and Hogan stayed in touch until he he then came back and and got his belt back. So all the stories kind of intertwined. So it actually makes it difficult to know when to sort of cut this part of the show out and and when because I know I want to start the next show on the Mega Powers, but. Do the Mega Powers start on this night? Because you also have on this night um, Randy Savage um, taking on the Honky Tonk Man. Mm-hmm. And 
they're going to hit him with the guitar and Elizabeth brings out Hogan. So you start the story arc here, which is a testament to the planning. You wouldn't really see that now. I mean, people claim that with Triple H, there is more foresight in the booking, but the mega powers start on this same night that Hogan's going to lose his belt. Yeah, I think I think the this is, is there anyway. Yeah, I think this is kind of where it does start, if not a little bit before, because we've gotten Hogan helping uh, Macho a couple other times, right before this, um, where Elizabeth pulls him out like she's Lassie. And he doesn't know where he is, and he's walking in an arena. What am I going? Where are you pulling me? Where are you pulling me? Um, and yeah, I think this is then the start of oh, they're getting you know friendship and stuff like that, and that that's leading us into uh, Mania Four. And then I think they're full full friends once Four happens. I think we should probably cut it off here to where uh, for Part One of Hogan's career. Uh, because we're going to be getting into when the mega powers start and then explode yeah. and even even more so. What do you think? That's that's what we'll do. Um, just to conclude here, Hogan lost the belt to Andre. Um, this at this point, he'd had it for over four years. Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday night's main event pulled thirty three million viewers. Andre beat him with a belly to belly suplex. Hepner counted the pin. Whilst Hogan's left shoulder was off the map, um, it was counted by. The, then they realised that they were twin brothers. DiBiase paid, paid off the the twin to make the count. Andre handed over the title to DiBiase as part of a business deal. Uh, as a result, the WWE title was declared vacant, and for the first time in his 25 year history, uh, this is because President that Jack Cunney decreed that the championship could not be sold from one wrestler to another. Why he didn't interrupt and say that before? <laughs> because they already said he was buying it doesn't really make sense but <laughs> they're like you know, no wrestling... i don't believe this will happen <laughs> yeah so but it's so it's important to remember that as nostalgic as people want to be and look back at this fondly um storylines always had holes in them even even this um so hogan was in the tournament at wrestlemania 4 he was given a bye to the next round him and andre eliminated each other and um, Randy Savage got to the final wrestling, obviously, as the good guy does. All four matches. DiBiase missed one of his matches, got a bye through to the final. And um, Savage wins because Andre's out there and Hogan's out there. And Hogan's interference trumps uh, Andre's, pun intended, because this was, was at Trump say. Plaza, which was another, <laughs> in, another interesting thing because they um, go from a stadium to Donald Trump winning out. And one of the things about this WrestleMania that, that that you'll that you'll be told a lot, or if you listen to something to wrestle WrestleMania Four, is that nobody knew what the fuck the wrestling was. It was just chucked on as part of an attraction, and there's a lot of people there who who got tickets given to them as part of their kind of weekend package. That oh, this is going on, and there are a lot of people sitting there, and you'll see them in the audience who don't know who a lot of the guys are. <laughs> so when Hulk Hogan's not out there. Um, a lot of these people are not actually wrestling fans. That's one of the interesting things about WrestleMania 4. And, and so it's ironic because you got the most people there who don't know what it is uh, because this is what Trump wanted as part of the package. And they make them sit through the longest WrestleMania of all time up until that point. Little did we know, I mean, this is the double tape. If there were still tapes now, some of the WrestleManias I'd have to fucking sit through would be four tapes. Um, the tape, but tapes are gone, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. 
But um, yeah, we'll leave it there. Randy Savage is the champion, and we're about to enter into the era of the Mega Powers. If you guys want to hear the uh, second part that will be coming up, you have to make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts at the Dirty Sheets where you're hearing this now. You'll be able to see a subscriber-only area, so you want to get in there and uh, get some more of what we're going to give to you when it comes to your spotlights. Maybe you guys just want spotlight shows like crazy. Let us know at Dirty Sheets X on X uh, for Mr. Billy Body, who is reminding everybody to train, say your prayers, and eat your vitamins. I'm Cab Manning. We'll see you next time.